Okay, so welcome to Hopeful Conversations. I am Vicky Montague and today I am joined by my dear friend Catherine Bonney, who is over in America. And I met Catherine through training to be a practitioner in the three principles. And we both ended up on the same training course with Nicola Bird. And so I met I met you, Catherine, for the first time when we had a um, an intensive, I guess, um, over near London. So you flew all the way over here. It still blows my mind to do that. And we spent wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. we spent was it three or four days together? I don't know. I remember really? it being a beautiful, a beautiful time. Um, getting to know you and hearing, you know, some of your kind of journey, I guess. And one of the things that I know has kind of always been something bubbling away in the background has been your issue with weight. And so, you know, we were just catching up before pressing record and, you know, you acknowledged yourself that so many people struggle with weight with with the expectation of what it should be and and all the rules and diets and everything else that go with it and I just think it will be such a helpful conversation to have um, for you to share you know just some of what you've seen around this because I know it's an evolving kind of area as, as much of what we kind of share is um, but I wonder if you can kind of tell the listeners a little bit about your journey, you know, kind of where you were with your weight and what, what you've seen about it recently, because I think it will be super helpful. Thank you, Vicky. I'm so excited to get to join you today. And uh, it's just wonderful to be sharing this journey with you and, uh, and be talking to your listeners. So, um, so weight, weight is, uh, it, if, if there was a centerpiece on the table of my life, <laughs> weight is absolutely what would dominate the space. It has been the underlying conversation of my existence since I turned 18. It has always been a problem. And I, I mean, I can remember as young as, uh, you know, 12 or 13 years old, um, knowing that my eating was a problem, knowing that food was a problem, having conversations about how I needed to put myself through intense exercise regimes at 12 or 13. Um, I had already started uh, bulimic behaviors. So I was already purging after eating meals um, at the age of 12, 12, yeah, seventh grade. So um, that, idea, right? The, 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 the seed of there's something wrong with this body and that the way that it looks, the, the, the amount of mass it takes up <laughs> in comparison to gravity, that, that there was something wrong about it. And I do remember that I had this fantasy that I should weigh 110 pounds. And what's true is that I am nearly six foot tall. 
And what's true is that on the scale of one to 10, when we talk about curvaceous and we talk about full bodied and we talk about ways to describe my body type, I'm probably an eight out of 10 when we talk about a woman's body. Mm -hmm. And for me to weigh 110 pounds means that I'm dead yeah. because that is not actually real. And there was no place in my world where I could actually have that conversation when I was 12 or 13. There was no one for me to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And they could say, hey, that's not real. That's <laughs> for you because um, if that's what you're striving for, it's going to um, cause a lot of problems. Think that thought is not it's not a good place to um, So fast forward a few years, and um, the obsession with my body and my weight was the only thing that mattered. And I um, was having some really serious side effects from full-on bulimia. Uh, I was. Um, probably down to about 140 on my goal of 110. And on this body size, it was, um, it was, it was life-threatening, which, which was basically where I was at. And I'm not sure what it was that shifted for me the summer that I turned 16, but uh, it was a miracle because I just simply decided that I wasn't going to do that anymore. Not that I felt better about my body because I found other ways to uh, express my unhappiness, but I did stop with not eating and then throwing up anything I did eat. <laughs> so that, that particular experience just kind of lingered and I just kind of pushed it to the side and, and lived on. Well, fast forward to 25 and I had been going through cycles of losing weight and gaining weight and losing weight and gaining weight. Um, it's kind of dependent on how I was experiencing life. So if I was unhappy in the world, I would, you know, gain 40 pounds. And if I found a place where I was more comfortable, I would lose 30 pounds. And then I go back and forth and I did the math and I it was something close to 800 pounds that I kept losing and gaining and gaining and losing wow. between 18 and 25. So weight has always been just that constant thing because it was never consistent. <laughs> it was never, never a place where I had any footing because the, the swings of weight were so dramatic that I would never know well, what to expect one day to the next. Well, I turned 25 and I lost 130 pounds. So it was just this dramatic. It was probably the best physical shape I've ever been. And um, it was awesome. I snagged a husband. <laughs> he met me right at that moment. It was like, oh, girl. And it was like, yeah, okay. And, um, and then within six months, I gained it all back plus, plus, plus. And so I was really stumped. Oh, there's a piece of that conversation that I think is worth mentioning. I was at the lowest weight I'd ever been. I was training for a marathon. So I was exercising every day, right? So I was just super, super conscious of what I was eating, how much I was exercising. It was taking all of my attention to, yeah. to get my physical body into this certain shape. And I looked 
sexy at that. Like, I was hot. And the world was responding to me as the sexy hot woman. And so it was a beautiful feeling, except it wasn't really how I felt. Because what was occurring inside was the bulimic thoughts and the bulimic tendencies. Right. So as thin as I had gotten, healthy as I had gotten, I then suddenly dumped back into that pool of not being thin enough, not being good enough, not looking well enough, and started to exert crazy control over uh, food and started to purge again. And if I'm honest, it really like that was the moment where I stood on the edge and was like, I don't know what to do with any because the thought that if I just looked a certain way, <laughs> then my life would be okay was suddenly so not real. And in fact, my life was completely out of control except that I had already achieved the thing that everyone said was gonna fix it. I, I already looked amazing, but I was just miserable. So, um, so yes, yeah, it did mean my husband and then I gained all the weight back a little bit. And, then, and what I saw about that was that I wasn't willing to look again. Like I wasn't actually going to explore that terrain. I wasn't going to go back down that path. I wasn't going to open that Pandora's box because I hadn't seen anything new about life. <laughs> and in fact, I was starting to have even more anxious thinking and more um, just out of control thoughts because now I had a husband and now we were trying to build a life together and we were looking in this direction. And so all the things that were now uh, possibilities for our future, all of the things that were now out of my control, uh, it, it was like, I'd gone from a single woman who just needed to find a guy to married woman who's always talking having a family and right the rest of our lives. So it, there was more, even more to deal with. And I said, you know, I, I just, I can't, I can't move another 200 pounds and then, gain another 200 pounds, lose another 200 pounds. Like I just, this isn't gonna work in my life. It's too stressful. I did have some legitimate health concerns. Like what is that doing to my body to constantly yeah. swing the weight back and forth? And so I, I made a conscious decision in 2005 that I wasn't actually going to try and lose weight the way that I had in the past. But it was always on my mind, right? I was always feeling so guilty because I look at these pictures of us from when we first started dating and, you know, now he was married to someone totally different and I had so many judgments about it and, um, and I was getting a lot of um, discrimination. There is a lot of thinking in our culture about that people and there is bias and there is uh, tangible um, I mean, like people's responses to you, uh, <laughs> the little things, trying to sit on an airplane, right? And seatbelt not, not fitting or um, trying to go to an amusement park and go on a, a roller coaster or um, simple, simple things that, that people who don't have a weight consciousness would ever consider just the, the looks that people give you. Um, all of that experience and reality. Right. So it was always just this, hey, you know, you should lose some weight. But it was always like, 
yeah, that's really scary. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's a safe place to look. And until my thinking changes, I'm, I'm not going to go there. So constant battle, constant awareness, lots of my energy, lots of my attention. And, and in the end, it was just a, a really miserable place to be because, you know, that, that thing that was always on a to-do list that I could never actually get my head around. Like it, it was that year in, year out. If you look at all my mission boards, right? look at all of my life goals, it's always lose a hundred pounds, lose a hundred pounds, lose a hundred pounds. It's like, oh my gosh, am I so tired of it? Like I just, I wish that there was more to Catherine than her. I wish that that there was more to life to explore than than just looking a certain way. Because I know, I know that there's just this incredibly vivacious, loving, gorgeous human being inside here. But for whatever reason, the physical is expressed this way, and that that's not okay not okay anywhere I look and so coming to grips with that thinking as well um, so it's just it there's a lot like it just is a, a whole kaleidoscope it feels like however <laughs> you turn the <laughs> there's a new dimension and a new color to the just looking through the prism of you know what does that mean to to be someone in society that that shows up in an unacceptable way, that is constantly judged and um, and and seen poorly, really seen yeah negatively. Yeah, yeah. So what happened? What changed? Yeah, what happened? I mean, because from what you're <laughs> describing, it's like I can see the the kind of dilemma almost you were in because on one hand you had this you know your internal voice telling you you need to lose weight you're not good enough as you are you need to be smaller and then what it seemed like was that the external was telling you the same thing like you know people giving you certain looks and 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 just the way that society is designed was giving you the signals that yeah you you're too big so I can see like how that, and then the whole issue of, but if I try and lose weight, it's, it could be dangerous. Like I, that, that just sounds like a horrible place to be. It's not the weight losing that would be dangerous. It would be getting, losing weight and That's, then gaining it back. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so I mean, just really clear, cause you know, I, I definitely would, would never argue that, that, um, that, there is health benefits to having less fat mass on a skeletal frame. Like this is true. It, it, there is there is a, a space for um, for our bodies to be fit and healthy. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't that I didn't want that because I did more than anything. I just wanted to be healthy. But I knew that if I put all of my effort team into it, if I gave it my full attention again, if it made it the point of my experience, right? All of my energy, that the minute that I looked away, the minute that I found something else to occupy myself, the minute that, that I stopped giving it all of me, it would simply revert back. Yeah. I would just gain it. Yeah. And that, that's the part that I really, really, really wasn't gonna play. Like that game, I was done. Yeah. I yo-yoed, <laughs> I yo-yoed and I was like, I'm, I'm not yo-yoing, I'm staying. 
until I can, until it looks to me like something shifts so that I could come back and know what healthy looks like and how it feels. So, so I started looking and uh, one of the things that I did was I um, did a program called Create the Impossible. And this was four years ago. And the rules of this program are that you're supposed to create something in the world that's impossible that you think has a less than 20% chance of actually succeeding. Now the rules are very clear and you're supposed to create something tangible. <clears throat> I didn't care about the rules because I needed a fix to the problem I had. And so my impossible project was to be thin and healthy. That's what I wanted. Oh so I wanted God. to lose 100 pounds in 90 days, and I wanted to be thin and happy because I've been fat and miserable, and I've been fat and somewhat okay, and I've been thin and miserable, but I've never been thin and happy. So what would that look like? How would that feel? And that has been a four-year journey. That has been a four-year exploration. That has been just a really beautiful uncovering of what it really means. A couple of the things that I've noticed. The thought that there's something wrong with my body is not my thought. I was not the one who put that into my head. It's not possible because it wouldn't have occurred to me until someone else said it to me. So there's a particular person in my life who said it a lot. <laughs> and I took it personally. Like I thought that the wisdom they were giving me was actually worth listening to. And that what they had to say about bodies and um, physical presence and, and health and all of those things that they had wisdom to share. And that was my own naivety and immaturity that I didn't realize that, no, <laughs> don't listen to that. <laughs> I thought any thinking that is required, needed, necessary, or helpful. So being able to just kind of realize that there was a whole lot of thinking that came from other places that isn't my thinking. So it's like, okay, well, let all that go. And come back to what is the friend now and who is the friend and what does she do? And one of the things that I really saw is that without all of the thinking, I am an incredibly healthy person. Without the destruction, without all of the expectation, without all of the diet craziness, without all of other people's ideas about what works for them and how it should work for everyone, without other people's thinking straight up, I know exactly what I want to eat. I know how much I want to know eat. I know what makes my body thrive. I know what I need to consume. I know what my boundaries are. I know when I've gone past them. <laughs> I actually know everything that I need to know. I am the expert in Catherine and Catherine's body. And it's absolutely astounding to discover that after so many years that actually like, fall into that and sit into that and be like, oh, I know what's best for me. Like, wow, that's amazing. It's incredible. And, and that's the experience that I'm having. Like, I function well when XYZ happens. 
And if people just, if the space is there for me to just show up, I find myself drinking kombucha in the morning. <laughs> I take my whole vitamins. I'm doing my probiotics. I don't actually eat until, you know, this point in the day, my preference is, you know, protein bars. I like the way, you know, I carry all my water around with me. Like the way that I choose to show up, not because it's on my picky boxes of what I'm supposed to do. Not because I bought this guy's diet plan and he lost hundred pounds 20 years ago. So he knows what he's talking about, right? None of that. It's just, hey, Catherine, what do you need? I'm thirsty. I'm going to take a sip of water. So there's that component of it. The other thing that I've seen is that um, human beings are designed to move. We were never designed to sit. Like, that's just not, it's, it's, it's so noticeable when we take the small ones, the three and four-year-old ones, and <laughs> we put them in classrooms. And we put them in chairs and we're like, sit. They're like, no. <laughs> I'm supposed to be in motion. The world is out there and I need to go find it. And I think that uh, when we get lost in the heaviness of our own thinking, when, when thought becomes that that we carry around and it's just weighing us down, um, the tendency to just retreat into our own little headspace and not actually engage with life, not actually get out on the field, but really, really relegate ourselves to the bleachers. And I mean like the ones, the nosebleeds way up high, right? so far removed from being in life that you just become an observer of your own life. Um, you just kind of, shrink down into the not moving, right? Uh, for me, I, leaving the house was a hard one. Right? My anxiety was so bad that I just couldn't even walk out the front door. And then I beat myself up for not walking out the front door. So it was that perpetual cycle of just how, how, how much worse can this get? Like how, how bad can you make yourself feel? And um, moving is a huge component of that. The image that I had around this, because I was thinking about this morning, it's like a, a running stream and the stream will stay healthy as long as the water keeps moving. It doesn't have to move that fast. It needs to be it's okay, but right, it just needs to move. But when the water stops and starts to stagnate and you get those pools, right? Like right at the end of summer before, before the seasons change, what happens to that water that doesn't move? It becomes, you, you're the hiker. You've seen those pools. They're stinky and they're nasty. And, and they just become these cesspools of yuck because they're not moving. And literally, that's it. That's what I see. It looks like you have to move. So the water just starts to move again and the season changes and it picks up. And that's all that's required for ourselves to be healthy in our bodies is that we need to move. Not marathons. <laughs> if you want to yeah. maybe if it's in your thing but you know I think a nice walk through the countryside is a beautiful thing and maybe that's it that's all that's required a nice walk on the beach if you happen to be blessed and lived by the beach or um, you know a stroll around the park here because that's what I have to uh, settle for in Missouri but um, so there's that piece Right, so it's it's listening to your own innate wisdom. It's recognizing that the body's meant to move. 
And then for me, it was just about preference. I literally woke up one day last week and looked down and was like, I'm kind of jiggly. I'm like, now, to be fair, I've had three babies. <laughs> like they were, you know, I've been fortunate enough to to, to conceive and, and bear children, and um, there was there was some breastfeeding going on. So, like, the body has changed in the last little bit here. I've got to stop you here, Catherine, because you're just reminding me of a conversation that we had in the um, what's it called hot tub when we were on the retreat the first time, and I remember us having this almost exactly this conversation about how yeah after you've had children your body's kind of not quite as it was before and that's okay as well and that we have this whole thing set up that you know we have children and then we have to spring back to how exactly how we were before and you know the all of the images of famous people who have babies and then like a week later they're back in shape and it's just not it's not true it's just not it's 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 just such a bizarre thought that we wouldn't be touched by the experiences we have in life. Mm. Like that 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 we wouldn't allow ourselves to be changed by something as as profound as being a mother. Mm. Like somehow, you know that 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 I am supposed to experience that and then not miss a beat. <laughs> and then pretend like it never happened it's like oh man it happened it really happened and I'm proud of the fact that it happened it shocked me to no end after the amount of abuse just straight abuse that this body has endured because it happens to be mine <laughs> this body has it's been through a lot and even in all of that the design still functioned beautifully. Even in all of that, my husband and I were able to conceive naturally and I carried three babies to term and then some. And I was able to birth all three of them naturally. Like all of that is just outstanding. So it it certainly has, and I'm glad you brought that in because it changes, it changed my relationship to my body. Because how could I possibly hate something that is giving me beautiful creatures? richest most beautiful expression of life has come from this body so the any judgment that i may have had about it it's just like are you kidding you know what this body did like <laughs> oh whoa this body's amazing like this body's done fantastic wonderful things so so there there definitely was a piece that came from from the hot tub conversation that you're referencing that that just brought it home to me that that there's nothing it's just that perpetual fight against myself and just finally like putting it down putting down the swords and and the shield you know? <laughs> like hey it's okay like you're just you and this is the experience so then after that it comes to preference and it's like well I'm done having babies I'm not gonna be doing the the baby weight swing right you gain you lose you gain you lose and then we're not breastfeeding so thank god <laughs> so this is actually mine again 100% like hello my body again and so then it was like well how do you want your body to look what, what do you want and it was like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> not 
I'm not into it. I, I maybe it was okay yesterday, but today not so much. And then it's just a beautiful exploration of okay, well, if you don't want to jiggle, then what is there to do? And for me, that was you know engaging with a personal trainer and having daily daily workouts and just doing what shows up, right? Just listening to my wisdom and knowing that I got this, that this is the direction that I've headed in. And it's going to take the time that it takes. Letting go of made up expectation. Well, now that I've looked in this direction, I think, you know, by the end of February, I should be down 50 pounds. It's like, now like really i think more it's like hey i'm gonna stick with this new habit i'm gonna keep playing with this new game that i've just invented for myself and i'm really curious because i can barely like do any push-ups right now right and this just, just moving my arms hurts <laughs> it's been a while since i've engaged my muscles in that fashion and so i'm just really curious more about like hey if i do a plank every day how long could i hold a full plank at the end of February. Hey, if I keep working on being physically fit, like how many push-ups could I do by the end of February? Not because I need to do 500 because it proved something, but simply because, hey, this body will actually respond to that constant nurturing. Strong. So what's it gonna look like? Right? How cool is it that we have the power to that we have the ability to transform our physical presence, but from a place of just curiosity and, and understanding and, and wonder, right? As opposed to judgment and criticism and abuse. Mm. Yeah, it's like that's so beautiful. Like what, what I hear is the transformation from from the the battle against yourself like the constant as you say judgment criticism um you know not um, this isn't what, how it should be to that opening up to compassion to love for the body to seeing that this body has taken like a lot of grief but it's still functioning for me. It's still, it's still, my heart's still beating. My, my guts are still digesting my, you know, like the realization that and the compassion that comes with that. It's, it's like going from a scrunched up ball of frustration to just that open easiness of oh, wow, I wonder what my body can do as opposed to, oh, this body, it's just, it needs to be less heavy. It needs to be this, it needs to be that. And it's not, and it's, it shouldn't be like this. And like that, just that fight that you were describing at the beginning. Now what you're, you know, what you're seeing is just that, that openness, that willingness to be curious about all of it. The the thinking where that came from and whether you have to listen to that or not, the judgments, you know, do I, is that true? Do I really need to be less heavy? Do I really need to look any different? 
to the to that really listening into the body to hear what it needs right now what and i love that and it comes up it's come up so many times in in this podcast series of our body knows we have access to this innate wisdom intuition whatever we want to call it but when we start actually listening to it we know what we need to drink we know what we need to eat we know what we need to do in terms of movement we don't need to go out there and seek advice about that we don't need to like you say follow a diet plan that somebody created 20 years ago that worked for them because it worked for them doesn't mean it will work for you and we get into that whole cycle then of well you know i've done this thing this diet and it hasn't worked so i really am broken and i really am useless whereas what we're pointing to is we are individuals each one of us is different and in each moment we need different things so you know you working with a personal trainer is what made sense to you now but to realize as well that in like three months time it might not make sense to you anymore that your body you might realize that your body needs to do yoga or something completely different but it's <laughs> but it's the responding in real time to what your body needs. It's just such a beautiful understanding that that the story that I've made up about it, right? And and it was my best thinking. It was, it was, it was what was given to me, right? It was my inheritance. Thank you very much. So like, I can see why I held it as precious. I can see why I looked at it as true and, and really had a hard time putting it down. But it's, it's the same. It's what's true about how the world works. It's what's true about how our body works, that there is no, separation. There is no place where understanding how life works doesn't impact completely. So there's a beauty to just letting that clarity and that peace just kind of cascade into every area of your life. So if you are someone who's looked at this understanding and has had an insight and seen something that's true, that freedom that, yes, this is how life works. And it's how life works everywhere, right? In all places and all things. Even your body, <laughs> even your weight, even your, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're looking at. And maybe you don't see it, and that's okay. But to just know that that it's there and just know that the deeper and quieter and the more you see about the truth of what it is to be a human, the easier it becomes and the simpler life is. Yeah. And I guess the thing to add is for me, it's like seeing the things that look most true, things that 
you know, for you, like you said at the beginning, weight was the thing that was defining you. And that was the thing in life that needed to change in order for you to be okay. That thing, whatever that is for you, that's, that's the thing to get curious about. Like, is that really true? Is it true that I need to be a certain weight in order to be okay? Is it true that I need a certain amount of income in order to be okay? Is it true that I need a husband in order to be okay or children or whatever it is that looks really fixed or that my health needs to be better or that I need to get rid of something? Whatever it is that looks really fixed and true is the thing to just poke a little bit and to get curious about is it is it really true or is it just true in your head like you know we we and we all have those things that look true but from your from what you know what you're really showing is that that can loosen that story can loosen even when society is feeding it like for you i mean weight is no it's not just you <laughs> you think of the millions of people who are always on a diet and the, the 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 what we're fed from every angle about weight that it would it appears that in order to be okay we should be look a certain way and be a certain weight and do a certain type of exercise and blah 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 but what you're showing is that none of that's true it's just what we've taken on as truth and it's innocent yeah innocent for, totally for lack, for, for lack of, of of knowing any better yeah for for lack of 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 being shown a different path yeah like the the direction that i'm pointing is very revolutionary <laughs> what we're talking about is 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 an extraordinary shift from from the way that the world feels right now. But I think it's it's what we're ready for. I think this this is this is the direction to head. Because each of us, every person in this world deserves that experience of life that comes from knowing your own faith. Like really, really feeling what's true. And and that busy noise of thought around physical body and needing to spend energy to manipulate physical body. Like when that goes, suddenly there's an entire universe of things to do and be and see and explore. And it's like, oh my gosh, how much of my life have I wasted just thinking about that stupid thing? Like, it's not even worth my time. It's not even worth a moment of my thought. Because there's so much more to life than the size of my physical body. Oh my gosh. But what's <laughs> also really cool is the whole thing about, you know, you've spent all of that time looking at that thing and how to make it, how to fix it. And you're basically going around the same old, same old, because that's all that's in there. Is what you've been fed and the conditioning that you have and the experiences you've had. It's all in a pot and you're just stirring it around and it's just 
like you were talking about stagnant pool it's just that's it's just stale water but when we when we let when we can see that maybe there's maybe it's not true maybe there's something else to see that's when there's new and fresh stuff that can come in it's like you talking about oh i just knew like i just i'm drinking water now and sometimes i have kombucha and like but that stuff wasn't in that pot that you were stirring around and around when you were looking at weight being a problem so it's not that we're saying yeah sod the diet just you know eat whatever you like and don't you know it's not that no no it, it's a different it's a different feeling from that because that's still responding to the conversation it's just a different come from but it's still the thinking and and what what i think this podcast and and what we're pointing at is something profoundly different it's recognizing that it's thought that it is thought and that the impact of thought on us as human beings. Noticing that relationship and seeing how we can loosen up our grip and just experience it differently. Then it's not a conversation anymore. I pointed to a couple of things just because they came to mind, but I don't think about them. That's the point. It's getting to this place where I don't think about food. <laughs> I don't have any relationship with food except that I'm hungry, so I eat. <laughs> That's what fuels the body to keep it moving. But whether I, you know, what I eat or how I eat or when I eat or any of those things are all dependent on moment to moment experience. I'm hungry now, I'm gonna go eat. I'm not hungry, I'm gonna pass. I, you know, this sounds good to me, that doesn't sound good to me, this, this is what I want, that's what I want. It's that freedom to be responsive in the moment to whatever is presented and know that there's nothing on it. The story of, well, I'm being good or I'm being bad, I'm being naughty, I'm sticking to what I should eat and not eating what I should eat, that there's a there's a story there, a script or a, a mind frame, a mind, there's something, right? Like there's a mark there that you're not hitting or you're hitting whatever the experience is moment to moment, but it's all made up. Like all of it's made up, none of that's real. And we just beat ourselves endlessly over it because we've made that up as true. And, and really, if there's one thing that I could say, it would be that none of that is true. And the minute you put it down, the minute you let it go, the minute you just stop, beating on yourself. What is true for you simply shows up. And all that you have to do is respond. Beautiful. That seems like the perfect place to end the conversation. It's been so, so, gorgeous exploring this with you because we've talked around it a few times but never in so much depth and I really appreciate you you know it's a difficult subject um, and I know it's been something that you know has been has weighed heavily on you in the past and it's beautiful to have this conversation now and see where you're at it's just amazing 
So if people would like to work with you, because obviously you um, you do one-to-one -one coaching, um, uh, so how could people find out about working with you? Um, yeah, where, where do they find you? Find me on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook, or you can just go to my regular old website. Uh, it's Catherine Bonnie Bochin, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-B-O-N-N-E-Y. And I am based in the United States, but I'm happy to work with anyone around the globe. So hence this amazing thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will put all the links um, in the show notes and underneath the video. So um, you'll be able to click and find out more about Catherine if you want to do that. And then, um, yeah, thank you once again. And I hope I will catch up with you very soon. Take care. Take care. Bye.